All right, Chagos, say good morning. Let us begin. I apologize about the coffee situation, but uh, it's, it's being remedied. Okay, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Yeshua Kravo Lovo. Emir Hashem. All right, Chagos, so let's begin. Speaking by thanking our sponsors, our Tamatova sponsors for the month of Elul, Avram and Shane D. Kelman. For dedicating all the Sherman Drushos this month in memory of their parents. We hope that on the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshamas will have an Aliyah and the family in Nechama. We thank our Week of Learning sponsors, Alan Wiseman, in commemoration of the 10th yard site of his beloved wife, Rita, Rivka Rachel Bas Zacharia, Zichron Livracha, Jesse and Rivka Mayravitz, in honor of the birth of a baby to Shmuel and Shira Ardman, Dr. Ron and Marlene Gartenhouse, in honor of their sons, Harris and Simon, Baruch Hashem to study in Eretz Yisrael this year. We thank all of our sponsors for their incredible generosity. And with this, let us uh, let us begin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it could be. I'll leave that to you, Sammy. Thank you. I do say so. I have a lot to do today. Today's daf is Nun Dalid 54. We are picking up in Meretz Hashem on Nun Gimel Amid Beis. We left off at the Mishnah. Sorry. We left off at the Mishnah. We left off at the Mishnah. So we'll say, so let, let us let us begin. Sorry, just getting uh, oriented here for a moment. Can I bring it to the middle like that? Is that okay? Yeah, I don't need to see the Gemara. Okay. <laughs> I know about that. <laughs> It's perfect, thank you, Sammy. Thank you. All right, well, so let's let's begin. Thank you. Mishnah Nun Gimel Amadeis fifty three B says the Mishnah as follows: Ein pochsin me'esrim v'achas tekios b'mikdash. We do not blow less than twenty one tekios in the mikdash. So, our topic over here now is going to be. Remember again, we started in a discussion regarding the shofar blowing by the Simchas Beis Hashoeva. The Gemara now is going to globalize that discussion a little bit and speak about the general tekios we blow in the Mikdash. So we never blow less than 21 tekios in the Mikdash. And we never blow more than 48. What's the breakdown of this? On a general day, there are 21 tekios. See, thank you so much. Thank you. Don't be sorry. Thank you so much. In a general day, there were 21 tekios in the Mikdash. How, thank you so much. How were there 21? Shalosh the psichas sharim. So three. So three. Now, so we're going to see now the way this is. We're going to see an interesting machlokis in the Gemara about the nature of, about the nature of whether or not we count tekia, trua, tekia as one sound, whether or not we count tekia, trua, tekia as three sounds. Actually, again, very, very halacha in Yanni Diyoma. So in any event, they would go ahead and they would blow three tekiyos. By the way, also, we call all the sounds tekiyos. Even though, again, of course, tekiyos just means a shofar blast. We're going to see, in fact, the way they would blow was tekiyos, chrua tekiyos, not just tekiyos. But, okay, well, for our purposes, we call them tekiyos. So it says in the Mishnah, how do you get to 21 on a regular day? Three lepsichas sharim. So three tekiyos that you would go ahead and blow when they would open up the gates of the Beis HaMikdash. Vitesha nine sounds, nine blasts with the Tamil Shal Shachar. Another nine, ultimately, again, for the afternoon Tamid. So we'll say again, that's 21 right there, right? Nine for the morning Tamid, nine for the afternoon Tamid, three for the opening of the gates. 
Now again, so that, that's your baseline. So that's what the Mishnah means when it says, we never blow less than 21 tikios in the Mikdash on any given day. Musaf and Sebo say, see, now we're going to build on that. Because remember, again, the Mishnah said never less than 21, but also, again, no more than 48. So how do you work your way up to 48? Ubu Musafin, Ubu Musafin, Hayu Mosifin Od Tesha. By Musaf, ultimately, again, there would be another nine blasts. Another nine blasts, so the Gemara says. Ubu Erev, so first off, I should just read the first Rashi in the Mishnah, even though we're already into the Mishnah. Rashi says, Me'esr Me'akas Tkios, which is that whenever we have shofar blasts, Chazal learn out that a shofar blast always has a tekiah before it, a tekiah after it, and a trua in the middle. That's why we're presupposing that three kol unit. So the Gemara goes on. Therefore, again, if it was a day with Musaf, Musaf would have an extra nine kolos. And on Erev Shabbos, what would happen? We'll say this is incredible. By Erev Shabbos, they would add another six kolos. So you see how everything is building on each other. So on Erev Shabbos, another six kolos. How, why six? So three, to go ahead and cause the people to go ahead and stop working. Three, to cause them to stop working. Bain Kodesh Lachol. And another three, ultimately, again, to cause them to ultimately usher in Shabbos. So remember again, also, we've seen this before. We saw this in the Shabbos, right? Three kolos in order to go ahead and tell people time to stop working. Three kolos in order to tell people it is Shabbos. And I will say, I was just, somebody just actually sent me a video the other day, which was incredible about the excavations around the Harabayas. And they found this stone. They had this stone that had an interesting inscription. And the inscription it had, I forgot the, I have to, I have to go back and watch it again. It, the, the inscription was something like, Lebeis HaTekiah and Neleich LeKavad Shabbos, something like that. And they couldn't figure out what the stone was. It turns out that it was the stone that was set in the corner of the top of the Mikdash, where the Kohen would go ahead and blow the Tekiahs. They, they would blow the tequilas on Arab Shabbos from the Mikdash right by, you know where they have um, Robinson's Arch, right? right? Right by Robinson's Arch, by the, right by the area of the Southern Wall excavations. By Robinson's Arch, that's where they know they had all of these shops. The Cohen would blow the shofar pretty much right over that area, the Kavit Shabbos. When he would blow the first three tequilas, they would close up their shops. So they literally had, an, there was an inscription by the stone where the coin did the tekiyos. Absolutely amazing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to track it down and I'll share it with this year. So the Gemara says as follows. Erev Shabbos Shabbos Ochachag. So again, all you see is we're building on these tekiyos. Erev Shabbos Shabbos Ochachag. When Erev Shabbos falls out during Sukkot. Let me say it differently. Erev Shabbos always falls out during Sukkot, right? Meaning, on Erev Shabbos of Sukkot. Hayusham Arboim Ushmona. So we'll say, interestingly enough, apparently the day that had the most tekiyos was Erev, Sh- Erev Shabbos during Sukkot. How so? 48. So we're going to go through the whole list now. Shalosh l'psicha, sharem, three for the opening of the gates, like we saw before. Shalosh, l'shara elyon, l'shara, l'shara tachton. Oh, we'll say, now we go back to the last Mishnah. What did we learn in the last Mishnah? That by Simchas Beis HaShoven, when they would go out to draw the water, they would blow the tekiyos by the opening of the upper gates and the lower gates. Remember again, the Shara Elyon referred to what? Sharnikanor. 
the Sharhatachton referred to the eastern gate of the what we call the Ezras Nashim, the Azara, going out onto the Harabais. So in addition to the three kolos you would have every single morning to open up the gates, you have six more. Three by Sharnikanor, three by the eastern gate. The Shalosh the Miloyamayim, another three ultimately that were blown for the actual drawing of the water. The Shalosh Mizbeach, another three kolos that were blown when they would pour the water on the Mizbeach. And then again, Teshla Tamit Shachar, our regular nine as part of the Karmen Tamit Shachar. Teshla Tamit Shalvin Arbaim, another nine for the Tamit Shalvin Arbaim. Teshla Musafin, another nine for the Karmen Musaf. Shalosh, and I will say, so again, those are all, those are all what we'll call um, Sukkis and re- called regular day and Sukkis related, right? Now here are the extra ones. Remember, this is Erev Shabbos also. Therefore, Shalosh Lahaf Amin Amalacha, another three to tell the people to go ahead and stop doing work. Vishalosh Lahaf Lil Bin and then three more to tell the people that Shabbos is actually starting. So it turns out that on a regular day you had 21, and apparently the day that had the greatest number of tekios was Erev Shabbos during Sukkis. Very interesting. Good, says the Gimar. Thank you, say. Says the Gemara, Maslis Lil Rabbi Yehuda. Our Mishnah does not reflect the view of Rabbi Yehuda. How so? The Sanyo, Rabbi Yehuda, Omer Apokhis, Lo Yivchos Misheva, Va Mosif, Lo Yosef, Al Sheish Esrei. As Rabbi Yehuda says, you don't blow less than seven tikios, and you don't blow more than 16. Well, obviously, that's not in line with our Mishnah, because remember, again, the Mishnah said you never blow less than 21, and not more than 48. But Michael, if you will say, what is at the core of this Machlokas? Let's say, here we go. As I, I alluded to this meeting in the Mishnah. Rabbi Huda Saber, Tekiya, Trua, Tekiya, Achosi. Rabbi Huda holds that Tekiya, Trua, Tekiya is one sound. It's one sound, right? It's not, again, three sounds, but rather it's looked at as one comprehensive unit. For Rabbonan Sabri, Tekiya Luchod, Utrua Luchod. And the Rabbonan will hold that, no, Tekiya, Trua, Tekiya, are each their own kolo. So we'll say, so at least on the front end, we understand this. Rabbi Yehuda holds that you never go ahead and blow less than seven kolos. But remember, each of those seven is comprised of what? Three kolos. So in fact, at least on the lower end, Rabbi Yehuda is not really saying anything different. On the upper end, we'll see this machlokes. But Lameisa, the core machlokes is, in general, how do you view the tekiah, churua, tekiah unit? Is that one sound? Or is that three sounds. Rabbi Huda will say that's one sound, the Rabbana will say three sounds. My time is Rabbi Huda. So why would Rabbi Huda hold that Tekiyah Trua Tekiyah is one sound? Amrikra utekatem Trua. The Pasuk says, you shall blow the Trua. Now we'll say, uksev Trua Yisku ha-ketzad, Tekiyah Trua Tekiyah achasi. So we'll say, so essentially again, what Rabbi Huda says is like this. Every time the Torah goes ahead and says, that halacha lamais, you have to blow a trua, it's always understood that there's a tekiah before it and a tekiah after it. The fact that the Torah just identifies that three-unit kol as a terua tells us that what? It's looked at as one sound. It's looked at as one sound. 
The Rabbana will say, no, halacha lamaisa. First of all, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says over here, achasi, mitzvah achasein, vechad achashivlu. Hachi garsin, amai tamid rabbi Yehuda, tersevu tekatem trua, am a trua, hainu tekia. Kilomar midikari le trua tekia, shvami nachadi. So we'll say, we know, we know, again, like I mentioned before, this is actually the sugi in Rosh Hashanah, but we know that the kolos over here are a tekiah, a trua, and a tekiah. Rabbi Huda, the fact that the Torah only refers to them as a trua indicates to us that it's reckoned as one sound, one sound made up of three parts. The Rabbana will say, "V'Rabbanon ha'hu lepshuta u'lefana." I'm sorry, "Ha'hu lepshuta u'lefana l'achar Huda." So Rabbana say, "No, that that pasuk comes to teach us that every trua, trua u'tekatem." tells us that every trua must be preceded and followed by a tekiah. So the Gemara says, V'rabbanon, ma'itai ma'yu. So we'll say, so Rabbi Huda's is that the Torah simply calls the call a trua, even though we know through other drushas that trua always means tekiah before and tekiah afterwards. The fact that the Torah just calls it a trua tells me that the three sounds are reckoned as one. V'rabbanon, ma'itai ma'yu. According to the Rabbanon, ultimately, again, what's their logic? The Torah says, when you, when you gather the people, blow a tekiah, but not a trua. So, we'll say, so the sign, the sign ultimately, again, for going ahead and gathering the people was just a tekiah without a trua. And if Rabbi Huda, you're right, that tekiah, trua, tekiah is one unit, to perform half a mitzvah. In other words, the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling him, when you want to gather the people, just blow a tekiah, not a trua, just a tekiah, indicates to us that what? That they're separate individual sounds. Because if the mitzvah was only tekiah, trua, tekiah, would HaKadosh Baruch Hu go out and tell Moshe to perform half a mitzvah? Of course not. Rabbi Huda, what would Rabbi Huda counter to that? Rabbi Huda, hahu v'sibna ba'amuhuda asa. Rabbi Huda say that's not fair. That blowing of the shofar to gather the people, that's not a mitzvah. That's just the simen, right? In other words, simna means at the end of the day, that, that was a utilitarian call. There was no mitzvah involved in that. That was just a logistical, a logistical blast. Therefore, you can't learn anything out from that. Like the mitzvah. So the Gemara says, "V'rabanan." The Rabbanan will agree. You're right. You're right. At the end of the day, that is only a simon. Rashi says over Yahu the simna ba'amahu hahitikia shilahakila kal eino ela simon kishahaya Moshe wrote v'adabra alehem ve'ino mitzvah. So Rabbi Huda wants to distinguish between a tikia that is or a blast that is that is blown for a mitzvah purpose versus a logistical purpose, right? So Rabbi Huda will say, this is a logistical blast. You don't learn anything out from this. The Rabbanon will say, it is true. It is a logistical blast. For Rabbanon simnahu, it is a simen for Rahmana shavye mitzvah. But ultimately, again, even though it's a simen, this simen ultimately, again, is a mitzvah as well, Rashi says. Rahmana shavye mitzvah, shemetsuvim lahakil besimen zeh, that ultimately, again, meaning at the end of the day, it's a logistical blast, but the logistical blast is also a mitzvah. Is also a mitzvah. So the fact that the logistical blast is also a mitzvah, and what? And it's only a tikkiyah, not a truah, indicates to us what? 
that the blasts themselves are each looked at as individual kolos. And therefore, tekiah, trua, tekiah are three, not one. Vaharaya, Kadosh Baruch Hu tells us to just blow a tekiah, ultimately again to gather the people. But you know, is a, is a, the, the Lashon over here is so beautiful, because if you look at Lashon, Rabbanan Simnuhu, Rashi says over here, Rachmana, I'm sorry, Rabbanan Simnuhu, Rachmana Shavya Mitzvah. So even though you're right, the blowing of the tekiah was a logistical blast, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu made it a mitzvah. Again, if you look at the Lashon of Rashi, it's the last line. What's the mitzvah? What's the mitzvah? The mitzvah is to be a kehila. The mitzvah is to gather. There is a mitzvah ultimately again in fostering an atmosphere of achdos. The blowing of that tekiah at the end of the day was a simen, but again, rachmana shavye mitzvah. Kadosh Baruch Hu makes the mitzvah of Shemitzuvim Lahakil, of getting everyone together. We often think that Achdos, that finding a sense of Jewish unity, putting aside our differences, not arguing over every single thing, trying to be united despite profound differences, is a nice thing. Is a nice thing. Is a logistical thing, right? Everybody else is against us. So we have to be united. Rabbanan say it's not just a logistical thing. Even if it starts out as a logistical thing, At the end of the day, it's not just logistics, but it's an incredible mitzvah to try to promote within our own mishpachos, within our kilos, within Klal Yisrael, a sense of achdos. Gimar says, Kiman, I'm sorry. Ella, Kiman Azla, Hot Amrav Kana. It's about to say these are fundamental machlok. It's really very interesting. Fundamental machlok, yes. Are the three blasts considered to be one, or are the three blasts considered to be three? Rabbi Huda says one, Rabbanon say three. And we'll say, by the way, this is not just like, like semantics of it, it's actually incredibly important. Because the shayla is, the shayla is, according to Rabbi Huda, you're never going to have a blast that's just a tekiah. Right? Or, or, or just the trua. Because according to Rabbi Huda, there's always a three call unit. The only exception might be by Moshe Rabbeinu. According to the Rabbanon, you absolutely could have tekiahs without truas. So the Gemara says, So who's opinion is reflected in the following of Rav Kano? Rav Kano said, You can't have any space, any pause, in between the blowing of your tekiah and your true look at Rashi, that you're really not supposed to have, when blowing all of these blasts, again, I will say, we're not talking about Rosh Hashanah right now. By Rosh Hashanah, there happens to be, there's an interesting machlokas, by Tekiah Shofar, the machlokas of Neshima Achos, Shtein Neshimos, but that's not by Tekiah and Trua, that's by Shvarim Trua, right? How are you supposed to blow a Shvarim Trua? Is it supposed to be Shvarim Trua in one breath, or is it supposed to be Shvarim Trua in two breaths? Here what the Gemara is saying is like this, Rav Khan is saying that when you're blowing your Tekiah, your Trua, and your Tekiah, you really shouldn't take more than one breath in between your tekiah and your trua. The kolos should be linked. Should be linked. So the Gemara says, whose opinion is that? But the Gemara says, Kiman Krabi Huda. That sounds like Rabbi Huda. Why? Well, so why is it Rabbi Huda? Why Rabbi Huda? Because what does Rabbi Huda hold about the three blasts? What does he hold? That they're one. That's why Rabbi Huda holds that kia, tekiah, trua, tekiah is one blast. We look at it as one blast. So it makes sense, therefore, that you should not have more than the pause of one breath in between those sounds. So the Gemara says, Peshitta, okay, isn't that kind of obvious? Top of Nundalad. Mao, the Tema, what would you have thought? 
Afilu Rabbanon. So, you know, I would have thought that, in fact, that could even reflect the view of the Rabbanon. How so? Rashi says, So we'll say, I'm gonna thought that might even be the Rabbanon. Right? Even the Rabbanon who hold that the three blasts are three distinct kolos, they would also agree that you should not tarry or not wait more than the more than a breath in between the kolos. Who is it coming to exclude? And perhaps it's coming to exclude the position of Rabbi Yochanan. Do Amar Shama Teisha Tkios Beteisha Shaos Bayom Yatsa. Rabbi Yochanan holds that Allah Chalamaisa. Now both say this is by Rosh Hashanah. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yochanan holds that if you heard nine Tkios, remember again on Rosh Hashanah. Merit Hashem, we're going to get to this. We won't get to this Ogya, but Merit will be on Rosh Hashanah on Thursday. B'Shat Tova Umitzlachos. So remember again. The, on Rosh Hashanah, we have an obligation of what we call nine kolos. Uh, the truth is, nine become 30, 30 become 100. That's the way it works, right? So, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into that in Mirat Hashem. But you really have an, an obligation of nine kolos, right? The reason you get nine kolos is how? Tkia, trua, tkia. That's what I have to blow three times. Yom trua, yalachem. I have ultimately, I said yom trua three times. I have an obligation to blow three truos. All right, machlokes, what's trua? We'll see all of this. Rabbi Yochanan says something very interesting. Rabbi Yochanan says, if you spaced those nine kolos throughout the entire day, you're Yotze. In other words, as long as over the course of Rosh Hashanah, you hear nine blasts, you are good to go, even if there's a significant amount of time. Look at Rashi. Teisha tkios hamuras bar Rosh Hashanah minat horas shalosh lamachios tkia shua tkia v'shalosh lezichronos v'shalosh l'shofros kidamirim bar Rosh Hashanah so Rashi just points out over here, again, Iker, three tekios by Malchios, three tekios by Shofros, three tekios by Zichronos. So I might have thought that really, again, when, when Rav Kahana comes along and says that you should not take more than a breath in between the tekiah, the true and the tekiah, that's coming to exclude the position of Rabbi Yochanan, who holds that you could even space out the kolos over the course of the entire day. But perhaps reflects the view of the Rabbanon as well. Kamashmala, no. Kamashmala, this is coming to exclude the Rabbanon as well. And this is reflective of the view of Rabbi Yehuda. So Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that halacha lamaisa, tekiya, trua tekiya, is one kol, is one kol. Ultimately, again, Rabbi Yehuda will hold that there really should not be more than a breath in between your tekiya and your trua, and your trua and your tekiya. But the Rabbanon who hold that it's three distinct kolos, would hold that what? You could even tarry a bit longer in between those kolos. Beautiful. The Imahachinami, I but maybe maybe that is indeed the case. Maybe maybe it's even according to the Rabbanon, just coming to exclude Rabbi Yochanan. Imkain Maivaloklum. If that's the case of us, you see, Rav Kahana's Loshin is very specific. Rav Kahana says, which means you should not delay. There should be no delay in between your tekiah and your trovalo. Klum literally means nothing more than a breath. That's a very short window. That's a very short window. So that's not really the view of the Rabbanon. I will say, I want to point out, we're mix, the Gemara is mixing and matching over here a little bit between Rosh Hashanah and the tekiahs of the Beis HaMikdash. So I just want to point out, as much as we're grouping them here, they're very, very, very different halachas and very different obligations. So remember again, where the machlokis Rabbi Huda and the Rabbanon is a machlokis in the Mikdash. It's true, it could spill over into Rosh Hashanah as well, but 
Lemaisa, their primary argument is in the Mikdash itself. Rabbi Yehud is saying that it's three, three are one, three are one, Tkia, Tshura, Tkia is one call, the Rabbanon ultimately three. We now come out seeing what's in Afkamina, right? What does it matter? Oh, I'll tell you how it matters. Rav Kahana's statement that you really can't, you should not pause in between the Tkia, the Trua, and the Tkia. Not more than a breath. Whose opinion does that reflect? The Gemara says at the end of the day, whose opinion? Rabbi Huda. Because Rabbi Huda holds that the three are one would need you to go ahead and blow them in rapid succession. The Rabbanon who would say that the three are three, again, you still need to blow them as a unit. Even he agreed, even the Rabbanon agreed that the three are a unit. But Lamaisa, a little bit of a pause in between the Kiyah, the Kiyah, the true and the Kiyah, would not invalidate the unit. Beautiful. So remember again, the Mishnah said, no less than 21 kolos and no more than how many? How many? 48. Remember again, when did you get to 48? When did you get to 48? Erev Shabbos during Sukkis. And remember again, the additional, the additional kolos really came from what? Right, came from Niso Chamayim, right? Three Shar Elyon, three Shar Tachton, three for the drawing of the water, three on the Mizbeach, and then ultimately again another six for Erev Shabbos, right? Three to tell people Shabbos is coming, three to stop working. So the Gemara says as follows Ve'ilu the Ma'ala Sirius Lo Katani. So also here's what's interesting there's something missing. What's missing? This was yesterday's daf. What's missing? The Mishnah said that as part of Niso Chamayim, so it's true. They would, they would blow three kolos by Sharni Kanor, the Shar Elyon, the opening of the Shar Elyon. They would go to the 10th step. Remember, you had a whole machlokas? Is it five down, 10 from the bottom? Is it 10 down? We had a whole machlokas about this. They would blow on the 10th step. The Mishnah here makes no reference to the blowing of the 10th step, to which the Gemara says, money, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakovim. Ultimately, again, whose opinion is this? Rabbi Lezban Yaakov, this Sanya, Shalosh Lamala Asiris, we learned before that you blow three blasts on the tenth step. But say, again, I just want to point out just the visual. Remember, Sharni Kanor, Sharni Kanor, which is, which is the door that divides between the Azara, what we called yesterday the Ezra's Nashim, the main courtyard. When you go through Sharni Kanor, there's a very thin corridor. It's not really a corridor, it's just a space that's called Ezra's Yisrael. And then ultimately, again, you get into what we call Ezra's Kohanim, or the Kodesh, where the Mizbeach was, and then again, where the Ulam, Heichal, so on and so forth. <coughs> the area we're talking about over here is you're coming out of Sharni Kanar, right? So, you're, so you're, you're walking, you're walking east, right? You're coming out of Sharni Kanar, you're going down the steps, you're going into the... So the, why, why is there no mention of the shofar blast on step number 10? Whose opinion is this? With Rabbi Eliezer. He's saying, Shalosh, Shalosh, Lamala, series. We blow three shofar blasts on the 10th step. Rabbi Eliezer, Ben Yaakov, Omer, Shalosh, Agabi, Mizbeach. Rabbi Eliezer, Ben Yaakov, disagrees. And he says, you only blow three when you pour the water on the Mizbeach. To which the Gemara says, Ha-Omer, Lamala, Asiris, Eino, Omer, Agabi, Ha-Mizbeach. Ha-Omer, Agabi, Ha-Mizbeach, Eino, Omer, Lamala, Asiris. So, Bosi, here's what's interesting. The, apparently, there's agreement on the final number of tkios. The machlokes is about the following. Do we blow three 
on the tenth step, or do we blow three by the mizbeach? So the one who holds three by the tenth step doesn't blow by the mizbeach. The one who holds three by the mizbeach doesn't blow on the tenth step. Me, so the Gemara says, "My time, Rebbe Lezer Meyakov." So Rebbe Lezer Meyakov apparently is of the opinion that we don't blow three kolos by the tenth step. We only do it by the pouring on the mizbeach. Why? What's his logic? So the Gemara says, "My time, Rebbe Lezer Meyakov." Kevan de Takal Psichas Sharim Lamala. Sorry, Kevan de Takal Psichas Sharim Lamala Asiris Lamali. The Takal. So Rebbe Lezer Rebbe Elias Meyakov say like this. We just blew three blasts when we opened up Sharni Kanar, which is right there, which is right there. So why do we have to blow on the, what's the significance of an additional three blasts on the 10th step, right? What, 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 what does that do? So the Gemara says, I love Sharhu, meaning what's, why, why the 10th step? What does that have? Now, say, again, remember, the Gemara now never actually fully addressed this. In other words, yes, yesterday's after you remember again, what do we speak about when it came to the steps? What do we focus on? The steps, what do we focus on? Whole last Gemara, why 15? Right, why 15 steps? The 15 Shiramalas is the whole story with David Amalek and the Tahom. That we saw. <coughs> but Rabbi Lazar Yaakov says, Why am I blowing on the 10th step? What's the significance of step number 10? Lamali Ditaka, Hai Lav Sharu, Hilchach, Agabi Mizbeach Adif. Rabbi Lazar Yaakov says, No, 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 you blow on the, when you blow, when you pour the water on the Mizbeach, because that's part of the Avodah. For Rabban and Savi, the Rabban will say, Kevan the Taki Lemilu Hamayim, Agabi Mizbeach. Lamali, the Rabbanon will say, since you're blowing the shofar, when you actually draw the water from the Shiloh, so why is there a need to blow again when it's poured on the Mizbeach? Therefore, 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 they hold that better to do it by the 10th step. So we'll say, so this is the source of the Machlokis. Rabbi Huda will say, sorry, Rabbi Lezben Yaakov will say, I don't see any significance by step number 10. The only time pretty much you're ever blowing the shofar is when? Opening of gates and avoda. The 10th step does not go ahead and meet either of those criteria. The Rabbanon will say there's no need to blow the shofar when you pour the water on the Mizbeach. You already blew the shofar when we drew the water itself. Therefore, the Rabbanon will say, go ahead and blow it by the 10th step itself. When Rav Achar Barchanina came from the south, I see Masnis in Biyadeh. He brought with him the following Mishnah. The sons of Aaron the Kohanim will go ahead and blast the trumpets. There was no need ultimately again to say Yisku, that they will blow the Shofros. Because the Pasuk already said, and you shall go ahead and blast the Chatzostros on your Olos and on your Shlamim. To which the Gemara says, Ultimately, again, why was there a need to go ahead and insert this word Yisku again? Ultimately, again, to teach us that the number of Tkiyas will be governed by the number of Musafin. Look at Rashi for just a moment. Lomar Shet Tokin, Rashi says, Actually, I'm sorry, I'm reading ahead. So again, this was Rav Acha Bar Chanina explained it. It teaches us 
that they blow the shofar for each and every carbon musaf. Right? That no matter how many carbonos musaf you have, ultimately again we go ahead and we blow the shofar for each one. Look at Rashi now. Lomash token, it's almost right across in Rashi. Lomash token. Did I will say every musaf of the day gets its own set of tkios. Yom For example, if you have a day that has more than one musaf, now when would you have a day that has more than one musaf? Kigon Shabbos the Yamtiv. For example, right Yamtiv falls out on Shabbos. Vitzarech shnei musafin token lechol musaf. Shaomrim the Musaf Shabbos Shir Shal Shabbos V'Tolkin Teishet Kios L'Shlosha Prakim U'Le Musaf Yom Tov Shir Shal Yom Tov V'Tolkin Test Kios. So I will say so again. Interestingly enough, Rabbi Chanina, not Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Achabar Chanina, sorry, is coming along to say that every Musaf gets its own set of nine Tikios of nine Tikios. This is obviously reflecting the view of the Rabbanon, not Rabbi Huda, that the three blasts are looked at as three individual kolos and not as one. Good. Says the Gemara, Tosh Tanan, Erev Shabbish. So we'll say, so we, we've transitioned a little bit over here. Right, so just, just to follow the flow. We saw with Machlokes, Rabbi Huda and the Rabbanon are three one or are three three. Good. We saw that Machlokes. And ultimately, again, there we saw another Machlokes between Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov and the Rabbanon about do we blow three blasts for, for Nisa Chamayim on the 10th step or not? Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov saying no to the Rabbanon saying yes. But it turns out, interestingly enough, that that Machlokes doesn't impact what? Doesn't impact what? The final tally. Why? Because if you're blowing on the 10th step, you're not blowing where? On the Mizbeach. And if you're blowing on the Mizbeach, you're not blowing where? On the 10th step. So the final tally remains the same, just where you make up that three. We're now transitioning to another discussion, which is that each cover, Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Achabar Chanino, where each, each Musaf gets its own set of blasts. So it's not an Erev Shabbos, Shabbos When Erev Shabbos, or when Sukkis of Erev Shabbos. Sukkis, right? Erev Shabbos of Sukkis. Right? Hayusham Memchas. That was in the Mishnah's model. That was the maximum number of Tkiyas. 48. 48 on that day. Vim Isa. Now, if it's true that every Musaf gets its own set of blasts, Vim Isa, Vim Isa, Listni Shabbos, Shabbosochachag. I can give you even a day that has more than 48. What's a day that has more than 48? Not Erev Shabbos Sukkis, but what? Shabbos Sukkis. Shabbos Sukkis. Shabbos Sukkis, Meshkachas Lei, Chamshin Vichad. Ultimately, again, you will go ahead and get 51 Tikiovs. Because remember, again, we just established that every Musaf, every Musaf gets its own set of nine. No, it's not true. Because Shabbos, you're, Shabbos, of, Shabbos, you're always minus three. How are you minus three on Shabbos? Apparently, they don't blow the three blasts for the opening of the gate on Shabbos. Right? Those three blasts, they don't. See, even though the Musaf, you'll have more. At the end of the day, we don't blow the opening gates. Look at Rashi. Shein token Shabbos. Shein a mitzvah. This is interesting. The opening, the, when we blow the Shabbos, so we're going to distinguish that this is really so fascinating that not all the tekios and the mikdash are the same. The tekios that accompany avodah are a mitzvah. But tekios, for example, the tekios that were blown, for example, by the opening of the gates, those were not mitzvahs. 
Those are not mitzvos. Rashi says over here, she'en ola mitzvah kitkiyah shal karban dichsiv dikra utikatim bechatzotzros. Ala lo seichem. Aval hanoch lesimna ninhu sheyishmu v'yavol lo ma'amadom oluduchanam v'lo dachu shabbos. But let's say, why did they blow the shofar when they opened the gates of the Beis HaMikdash? Why did they blow the shofar? To wake up people. Right? To have the Karman Levim, time to get to work. That, that, that was the point of those shofar. That's not a mitzvah. When is shofar a mitzvah? When it's blown as part of Avodah. It's blown as part of Avodah. But the opening of the gates, ultimately, again, was just the simon. So therefore, interestingly enough, we thought that we found the 51 kol day actually not true. Because Shabbos and Yom Tev, or Shabbos, you're minus three, because they would not blow the kolos to open the gates. Amarava, man who delo, so listen to this. So Rava didn't like this. Rava said, man who delo chashla kimcha. Who is this one who does not grind his wheat well? And I will say that was a Talmudic shtach, right? That was a, right? When you call someone, someone who doesn't grind their wheat well, that means someone who does not think fully before they speak, right? Because remember, if you don't grind your wheat, it's good to know, if you don't grind your wheat well, right, what happens? You get chaff together with the wheat. So somebody who does not think before they speak, the calls did not, by the way, you could use this and the person won't even know you're insulting them. It's mad, unless they're in shear. Don't use anyone in shear. But or anyone does daf. But the mice are very, very powerful. You saw it. So the so Rabbi said, who's the one, who is this guy who does not grind his wheat well? I'll tell you why this doesn't make sense. Chada, number one, Chada, the Bechol Yom Tanan. First of all, it's not true. The Mishnah said every single day, they would blow three kolos when they opened up the gates. Every single day means what? Means what? The Pashos, even Shabbos. Even Shabbos, that's what it sounds like. Va'od, inami ka'adadininu. And even if they're equal, so even if that turns out that Erev Shabbos of Sukkis is the same of Shabbos of Sukkis, listening Shabbos Shabbos Sukkachag, hayusham arba mushmona, you should still go ahead and use the example of Shabbos of Sukkis, even if it's the same number. So I will say, even if it turns out, so first of all, Rabbi says, you're wrong. Number one, why are you wrong? Because Lamai said they did blow three kolos to open up the gates on Shabbos morning. Number two, even if you're right, which you're not, by the way, right? Even if you're right, which you're not, right? And they didn't blow those kolos, you should still use the example of Shabbos of Sukkis to illustrate the maximum number of tekios rather than Erev Shabbos, and I'll tell you why. The Shabbos Minatarti. You can learn two things from this. Now, number one, Shabbos Minat Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. Number one, you can see the way Pastor Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, namely, that we don't blow the three kolos on the 10th step. And number two, and number two, v'sham esmina to Rav Acha Bar And you can also learn out of Rav Acha Bar who ultimately said that what? That Allah HaLamaisa, every Musaf gets its own set of tekios. In other words, if you would have used the case of Shabbos of Sukkis, it's true, it's the same 48 maximum as Erev Shabbos on Sukkis. But the case of Shabbos Sukkis would have yielded these two additional pieces of information. Number one, that we pass the Lezer Yaakov, we don't blow on the tenth step. Instead, we blow when we pour the water on the Mizbeach. And number two, every single Musaf gets its own nine tekios. So you should have used that case regardless. To which the words, Oh, so why didn't the Mishnah use the case of Shabbos Sukkis? I'll tell you why. Because when Shabbos, because Shabbos of Sukkis, we actually don't blow the shofar when drawing the water for the Nisuch HaMayim. We don't blow the shofar when drawing the water for Nisuch HaMayim. The Batsri Tuva, therefore again, you are missing a number of tikios, 
a number of tkiyos. Rashi says over here. We'll say now. By the way, we know this. Why don't we blow the shofar for the drawing of the water on Shabbos? Why? Because we don't draw the water on Shabbos. Remember again, this is two Mishnayos ago. When do we draw? What, for Nisa Chamayim on Shabbos, when do we draw the water? And of Shabbos. When we had this whole discussion, they put it in a golden barrel. That's not a klishare, so it shouldn't become possible by Lina. So of course, if you're not drawing the water on Shabbos. Ultimately, again, the tkios of water drawing are not sounded. Therefore, again, the basu tuba. Therefore, you're missing a number of tkios. So, it turns interestingly enough, Rafa says it's a very simple reason why we don't use the case of Shabbos sukkis to illustrate the maximum number of tkios. For one simple reason, it's not the maximum number of tkios because lemaisa you're missing all of the water drawing tkios. The listing nami Rosh Hashanah shechalios b'Shabbos. Why don't you bring up the case of Rosh Hashanah? That falls out on Shabbos. Rashi says over here, second to last line in Rashi. The listni Rosh Hashanah Rabbi Rabbi Acha Mosvinon. Actually, we have to go back here. The listni Rosh Hashanah Chalut Shabbos. Da Ika Tlasa Musafin. Both say, listen to this because Rosh Hashanah that falls on Shabbos has three Musaf offerings: Musaf to Rosh Hashanah, Musaf to Rosh Chodesh, Musaf to Shabbos. Three Musaf. Which also gives you what? Gives you how many tikkus just right there? Twenty-seven. Just by your Musafin. Before you got started with anything else, you're already up to 27 tekiyas, to which the Gemara says, so we'll say, if you want to illustrate a maximum number, shouldn't you use that case? So why does it, remember again, the Mishnah for the maximum case uses, uses Erev Shabbos of Sukkis. Erev Shabbos of Sukkis, No, the truth is we need the case of Erev Shabbos that falls out on Sukkis. Why? Number one, Number one, to teach us, well, to teach us that Allah follows Rebbe Elazar Yaakov, namely that we don't blow tekiyas on the tenth step, rather we only blow the tekiyas when pouring the water on the mizbeach. So the Gemara says, "Atu mika amar lisniha v'lo lisniha, lisniha v'lo lisniha." Why does it have to be an either or? Why don't you list both cases? Why don't you list the case of erev Shabbos on Sukkis, and that way I can utilize that case to teach that Allah follows Rebbe Elazar Yaakov that we don't blow the shofar on the tenth step, and also bring up the case of Shabbos Rosh Hashanah, which seems to be, again, the maximum number of tkiyas, to which the Gemara says, Tana Bashir, because it will say, stylistically, the Mishnah doesn't include every single case. Sometimes the Mishnah leaves off certain cases. My shear, so what, what else was left off? The high shear, shear Erev Pesach. Listen to this, we will say, what, what was left off? What was left off was the case of Erev Pesach. So we'll say, what's the case of Erev Pesach? So I'll say, so remember again, Erev Pesach is another good case. Why is Erev Pesach a good case? Rashi points out over here very, very, very quickly. Rashi says over Erev Pesach, Listen to this. Erev Pesach had another 27 tekiyas. But I'll say, where do you get 27 tekiyas from? Because the Mishnah, the Gemara says that Pesach, the Kar Pesach was shafted in three shifts. In three shifts. Right, each of those shifts had nine tikkios. They would repeat halal three times, and you would blow three blasts for every single round of halal. So erev pesach is another. I'm sorry, I'm not doing this justice, but we're out of time in two minutes. So again, erev pesach was another example, ultimately again of an incredible number of tikkios, an extra twenty-seven. Yet the Mishnah did not include that. To which the Gemara well, say, so just see on how we get to twenty-seven. Pesach was shechted in three shifts. In three shifts. And Halacha the Mishnah said that they used to say Halal three times. And every time you would say Halal, that's many, because you said Halal throughout the Shechita. Every time you say Halal, you would blow three blasts. So essentially you have nine per shift, nine per shift, total of 27. 
To which the Gemara says, "Im shul pesach lav shiur." That's not a good example. I'll tell you why. The Hamban Rabbi Huda he the Amar miyameim shal katchlishes lo igia lomar a hafti ki yishma Hashem mepnei shahaya uma im ama muatin. That's not a good right. I'll tell you why. Because halacha lemaiser will say there weren't really three full shifts. There was so much zrizos to go ahead and offer up carbon pesach. That halacha lemaiser there were very few people by the third shift. To the point that they never even finished Hallel once. They only got to Ahafti. So because of that often Erev Pesach, they didn't even sound another full 27. Because remember again, 27 represents what? Reciting Hallel three times per shift. That happened in shift one and happened in shift two. Did not happen in shift three. That's why the Mishnah doesn't bring up this case. So the Gemara says, Vidoma, high time of Kavasei. The Gemara says, I'm sorry. V'ha'o kimna to look at Yehuda. So we see over here that we're not establishing like Rabbi Yehuda. So the Gemara says, V'dilma, ha'itana sarvalo kevase bechado, polegale bechado. Maybe ultimately again, maybe halacha lamaisa. We just, the Gemara says, v'ha'amret reisha to look at Rabbi Yehuda. We said before that halacha lamaisa, the reisha doesn't reflect the view of Rabbi Yehuda. Going back to the beginning of this surya, because Rabbi Yehuda holds that tekiah, trua tekiah, is one unit, is one call. Here we're saying it's three. So Vidilma, Haitana Savale Kawase Bechada, Upalegale Bechada. Maybe Atana holds like Rabbi Huda in one case and disagrees with different case. He disagrees with Rabbi Huda that there is Rabbi Huda holds that Tekia Trua Tekia is one sound. Atana holds that it's three. But he agrees with Rabbi Huda in the case of Karben Pesach that the third group, the third cohort, never even made it through Halal. Therefore, he really never had an additional 27 kolos. So the Gemara says, Ella, my shir, the high shir, shir, Erev Pesach, Shechalios, Bishabis. Ultimately, again, rather, what happened? It must be that the Mishnah is not an all inclusive case. And there are other examples as well. The Mishnah left off the case of Erev Shabbos, or I should say Pesach, that fell in Erev Shabbos, Apik Shis, Vail Shis. The Gemara says, Look at Rashi, Erev Pesach, Shechalios, Bishabis. Remember again, when Erev Pesach falls on Shabbos, on one hand, we could remove six. Because remember again, according to Rabbi Yehuda, the third group only, remember when, I'm sorry, one last piece, then we're really going to stop. Remember, according to, when do you blow the blasts for Halal? You blow them before Halal. Which means that according to Rabbi Yehuda, the third group only, got, only began Halal once. So group number three would only blow three blasts. Take out three, take out three, or I should say take out six from the last group, but ultimately, again, the good news is you could replace those with six on Erev Pesach that falls on Erev Shabbos. Where do the additional six come from? Erev Shabbos, because Erev Shabbos always had its own additional six. All right, the most, so we'll stop over here for today. And we're going to continue really incredible sugyas. We're, we're, we're fine. We're fine with timing and we're fine. We're good. We're going to continue right here. Emirat Hashem, we'll see. We'll continue with the sugya. And ultimately, again, we'll see the Rambam then who will put this all together to show us how the Savior had to key truly occurred. Shkoyach.